Workplace Talk Podcast. Hi, I'm Karo Kimutai, the digital editor at the Standard Group, and my co-host is Nicolas Siwatom, the chief talent officer. Welcome to the Workplace Talk podcast, where we talk about work and discuss practical ideas that will help us navigate the world of work with a bit more confidence and clarity. Today, our podcast is about preparing the ground for a career move. And our guest is Captain Collins Wanderi, who has 23 years working experience. I can honestly tell you, I don't have to go to work to eat. Uh-huh. So I I can stay at home and eat. But at the same time, that would be self-delusion. Mm-hmm. So I still think I have things to do for the community and contribute. Mm-hmm. Because um, in life, one way or another, you have to have uh, stages and... I had uh, planned my life uh, in stages, so I'm in that stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I were to say in what um, people in finance call, I mean what we call the consolidation stage, where you now try and consolidate your experiences, your knowledge, and even your finances, and even your debts, and even social capital, and you consolidate and put it in one package. Because the, uh, then I need to pass the baton to the next generation in a few years' time. So how many jobs have you had? Carol, I don't think I've had, I wouldn't call them jobs. Mm. Uh, but uh, my first um, interaction with working, I started working when I was a student. If it's work, I like to call them work. Mm. I was an untrained teacher way back in 1993 when I was in the university. And basically, I was almost volunteering because the school was in the village and Pasi were basically paying me my lunch and some travel allowance. The school, the, 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 those schools where you you call upon the local resources to lift it up. Uh, then uh, I finished my college, uh, went and became a graduate assistant in a law firm. Uh, then uh, soon thereafter, I was hired um, uh, by the United Nations High Commission for Refugees. I was given a task in uh, an NGO or rather a project they had which they were running together with the Jesuit refugee services for one year. And I left. That was from October 97 by December 98. Again, uh, you would say then if people use the word jobless, I was again into the market. And uh, But in January 1999, another project was started again by the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. Uh, it was known as the Great Lakes Operation. So we were simply dealing with the refugees from Rwanda, Burundi, Congo, Uganda, and uh, South Sudan. So they, they, they wanted the, the entire case, they call it caseload, to be dealt with and segregated. Those who need to leave the country, those who need to stay, those who need to go back. And so again, I was there for about two and a half years. So again, I left uh, in um, March uh, 2001 uh, from 1998. Uh, I opted to leave. They paid us the months that were remaining. Opened again a law firm. Then thereafter, I, I got a calling. I used to have friends uh, in the armed forces, doctors, engineers. And we used to joke because in the time we went for a drink with them, DOD, Kahawa Barracks, I would see them getting saluted. And I would ask them, gentlemen and ladies, why, why, what can I do to join this? And they said, when the next recruitment comes, if you, you, we will tell you so that you start running. Remember, I'm, I already have a law firm, so uh, and I'm driving, 
I'm, I'm not passe looking for a job. So one calls me and tells me we are advertising. So please apply. And if, from the day you apply, start jogging. Because you're going to run. You're going to be tested you in uh, physical endurance. And I remember one of my colleagues uh, in, in town asking me, Sasa we una kibia kibia kwa nini? Said I'm preparing. Perhaps uh, I might be shortlisted. And I was shortlisted. Nice. And I went to Moya base. And you didn't pay. And I didn't pay because you in see I was had already prepared. I had already been warned. So uh, I organized my papers. The only thing is that you ask people what do I need to put together? And they will tell you, put this together, put this together. You appear for commissioning interviews. I went through in the past, I have said it to young people and parents of young people because I saw parents complaining that, oh, during the recruitment of police and soldiers, that their children are being kept in the rain in the cold for 48 hours. Now, let me tell you how I was recruited into the armed forces. I reported very clean in a suit with my, with my tie, but then I was told to remove all that and get into a truck suit. After running for 3.2 kilometers, non-stop, and their timing... Then you do physical exercises. They do medicals. Caro, from the day I entered that camp, for 78 hours, I did not sleep. 78 hours. First, you need to know, I am a, I'm already a lawyer. I am a qualified advocate. I have an office in town. But they tell you, once you pass stage days, there is no living. You don't leave, you don't leave the recruitment center. So when you see the kind of uh, attitude nowadays you see, so 78 hours I was in that base and I left with a paper. I, I, when I left, I left my academic certificates, I left my national ID card, I left every identity document. What I walked out with is a calling paper telling me that you've been, uh, you've been identified for training to report to the Armed Forces Training College. In other words, without that paper, I did not exist because I didn't even have my academic yeah, certificates. And Very an interesting. ID. So after that, uh, I did my good five years of the Short Service Commission, left and joined the Ad Corruption Commission mm. uh, for a period of one year, did my bit, and that was now my second knowledge of knowing what it means. I had already, remember, Carol, I think we had met, and I had started doing some writings here and there. And then I got a call from uh, KPMG East Africa, and they said, we look at the things you write, uh, we see the things you're doing. So can you come? Head hunting. I did not apply for a job mm. at KPMG. Mm. Okay. So you see, I, I'm not skilled. I've gone to the armed forces. I'm in the ad corruption. I'm doing writings. When I was in the armed forces, I went back to university <coughs> to study human resource management. Why? Because part of the duties I was doing in the armed forces required me to get a lot into issues of um, service. You know, what, what is called the length of service. When you hear somebody has nine years, they've got nine years first color service in the armed forces. The soldiers have to reapply again three years, another three years. Then thereafter, after a certain level, they can only be renewed one year. There are terms and conditions of service. So I asked the chief of personnel that time, who was my good friend, late Kanogongo, I asked him, sir, how do I get this knowledge? You are, and he said, since the personnel officer has gone, outside the country to, to, to you you need to be the one he said we will appoint you so i was now again in what is called the armed forces in the gazette part two orders i was only i was already published as the legal officer 
legal uh, staff officer legal services Kenya Air Force headquarters again I was added another role personnel personnel and records officer so what that meant is that I'm getting into an area where I'm learning from my juniors but I decided I was not going to do that I went back to university registered for postgraduate diploma graduated and started writing very good things even for my employer because they could see and he actually told me now I know you are already different so you see after being headhunted uh, I went into the private practice I was there for about 2 years and then uh, one day my own staff told me that uh, boss there is something we are seeing in the papers there was a very big I still keep that advert because it was basically a three quarter of a paper by Kenya Revenue Authority asking giving a very detailed job and my staff told me but boss these people are describing you you are the discipline master even in KPMG Kenya you audit the auditor these are what the, the, my staff kept urging me to apply can i shock you i applied that for that job on the last day and i almost missed it when i went to the authority they told me you can't enter you don't have an id but you know being a person who has been in the forces i looked for the guys in uniform and i told them please uh, i need to access then they said what do you have i said i have my staff id they said leave it here if he's only dropping an application watch and i went back later on to thank the people at the reception who allowed me to get in so that is how i left again the private sector rejoined the public sector where i have been uh, i was until uh, the 31st of may 2021 2020 when i felt i needed to start doing other things and get into the other phase of my life interesting i want to get to see what home i think captain has been very lucky public jobs military kra you know people pay to get to kdf people pay to get to some of these parastatals Yes, it's true Carol, but uh, it may not be true that you pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm saying is from what uh, captain has said, there's a number there are a number of things that you can see. Mm-hmm. You know from the time he got his first job uh, at the army for example, he had started what we call connections. You know, he had friends who could tell him something about the army and there are some things he has he has uh, he had known and when he was applying he knew what to, to prepare he knew he had to go for an he had to to go for a physical endurance and he started uh, working on it workplace talk podcast so when you tell people that uh, to get a job you need to ensure that you build your network this is what exactly uh, it means when we say you have to research the organization you are applying for if you are told you are going to be employed by a certain organization you have to research and understand and talk to people learn don't put in a situation where now you are just being told this place is taking and you are just quickly giving out money to get a job yet there there is a very clear process of getting employed in most of these organizations to evade uh, a conman because conmen are conmen people are conned to buy in land deals many things but you have to do your research you have to have people you trust to talk to so is it is and it then it makes your work easier is it yeah. ethical because when a position is advertised uh, organization x if i'm looking for a job for example uh, safaricom yes is it ethical morally right for me to call an insider and ask for insider information is it correct because i could there are ways to look at it i could either pay 
or I could actually call if captain works there I call and say okay fine I need this he coaches me yet he's at a very senior level there yeah. now coaching you that that would not be right you see but what I'm saying is have the correct information does that job exist for sure uh, what is the process of applying for that job um, uh, what does that organization stand for is it a type of a company you would be proud to work in so that you, you when you look at the job you look at yourself and you say this is the right place for me to go and when you are applying you have everything ready what are you required to to have that is what i'm talking about but in terms of um, uh, paying somebody somebody telling you i will tell you how to pass i will tell you and uh, do this do that that is where everything goes haywire and that's where people lose money that's where people get conned yeah but you see graduates um, fresh out of school how am I expected to know all that? You know, Carol, he, 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 he. Carol, <laughs> let, let, let me, let me, you know, we, because uh, we have young people who are listening to us. Let me, let me tell you this. Um, some of us, the struggle to rise was very hard, you know, when you leave. Carol, the day I came to Nairobi, the day I reported to Nairobi, I did not have a single relative here. I was with my bags. Nobody brought me here. I was 19, barely 19. Are you describing in a, me? In other words, <laughs> and, and I'm sure he, he will tell you the same story. Yeah. So I, I've literally, we have 18-year-olds. You know, after 18, you're supposed to leave your father's, literally, yes. parents' home. So I left myself with my bags. Again, if I were to tell you how long it took for me to get admission and a room in the University of Nairobi, I only got a room on the third day. Ask yourself where I was sleeping. We were actually sleeping before the, uh, under the stairs at the main campus. And, and yet nowadays, yes. you see parents packing up bags for their children. They are the yes. ones who pack the bags. Yes. They escort them right into the university. Yes. Queue on the line. Even as the boy is chatting or the girl is chatting with friends, on phone. the parents on are phone. queuing. The parents yes. are the ones standing on the queue to fill accommodation details and whatever. You know. So how do you expect this person to be independent? Mm. And he's 19. So, Carol, you see, I've come. I'm on my own. I know that. So then, of course, later on, you will get told, you know, you have a relative this. If you've never fathomed walking from Parkland's campus, where it is, to Huruma, I did walk with a friend so that I can meet one of my distant uncles there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the thing he told me is that he has a business around Mlago Kubwa that I even can avail myself every Saturday he has a mutuba business in the open air and I can always join him there and if I learn to shout and sell you know, nimiya, nimiya, hamsini which I did <laughs> he would give me a hundred shillings every weekend every, every, every. and so I also need, decided to be going even on Sundays so that I can make the two hundred those are the struggles that us have had to go so you see I have known those two people another person who was selling plastic shoes there he was not he was just a friend of that man he again also encouraged me carry this to the university if you get bias get commission you get commission I'm being you get there is something as you have said connections mm -hmm. these are people at the lowest level mm -hmm. I'm a university student but I'm interacting with them I'm learning something from from them that man who was giving me plastic shoes was the first one who introduced me to people who owned Matatu. Then another one who was a police officer. That police officer is the one who introduced me to the doctor who was a major in Kenya Army. Exactly. You get? Mm. And they would send me, you know, 
Carol, I didn't go back to, to the village after coming to university. I would beg my friends who are already doing Vibarua in Nairobi. So uh, if you ask me about the Eastlands of Nairobi, I virtually know it like the back of my heart. Because I've been to Jerusalem, Botella, Kayole, because that's where my age mates were. They were starting live. So I would beg them, Tafadali, give me a place to. You see, as you go along, you learn. So what does this, this doctor who is a major in the forces, also has a private clinic. Then I go see him, he tells me, uh, be passing by. If we have letters to be dropped in town, you come drop them, we pay you fair. You get? So the day when he, I asked him, I, you know, I would see the way he saluted. When I was graduating, him and his friend who owned Matato said, since you do not have even money for your parents to come to Nairobi, we will uh, give our Matatos to go and pick your parents. They will only pay the fare because, yes, the normal fare they would have paid because I could not afford Carol. You know, and these people are not my relatives. First, I volunteer to do uh, to do kazi mkono for them. That is why even when I told them that I need this, they will tell you this is how it goes. But how many of our young people want to do that now? Yes, and, and, and so networking is not necessarily that you want to network from a particular organization. It's you you have to create a, a rich network. So that's and you don't know when one yes. that is social, and you don't know when one will will open up to give you an opportunity, but we we don't do that. But uh, you see often. now, that was then. Now yeah. we have social media. Yes. Okay? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. It's even much easier nowadays. It is even much easier it's for them. So there is a screen. So I don't get our time. Yeah. If I'm following Nicholas on Twitter, the most I can do. Is like and retweet. So how do I convert that relationship into something meaningful, so that I get an opportunity for him to sit me down and tell me, you know, I've seen this and the other. Try this, try the other, because I'm seeing initiative in what you are doing. But you see, a lot of us we have followers, and we don't convert that asset in quotes into something that we can make use of. Caro. Uh, you know, uh, I like the fact that you're also uh, uh, very good in digital media. I've known you for a long time. I will tell you this. It, I, I was a late entrant to Facebook uh, because when I was joining, I, would, I was concentrating on my blog, which I started way back in 2007, writing things, you know, on articles. on anything. Because I remember when we were graduating, the president said, I give you power to read and write and do all that appertains to the degree. So if I am not doing, if I'm not writing, then I one of the reasons for graduating is then dead. So I decided to write, and you know that. And uh, by the way, she, she guided me, she taught me how to write. Mm -hmm. uh, you see him network. Yes. She's here, yeah, she's exactly. part of my network. Exactly. And she, I learned from her. Even if you want an article published, write it mm -hmm. this way, avoid this. And should I still have your guide, the one that you sent me, <laughs> way back, over 10 years ago. Imagine. You can imagine. Mm -hmm. And she is here. Now, I start writing. That is when people start noticing who is this lawyer who is writing about HR, I'm writing about economics, because I'm also reading. I was given the power to read, write, and do all that appertains to the degree. So I do that, and then I get into social media. 
and i find this social media everybody is busy first what what do you see in, in the social media space there are people with verified accounts correct you can actually even today just to tell you the level of ignorance we, including with some of the young people somebody sees my account is verified with a blue tick but they still write to you and ask you what is your name because they <laughs> themselves are using a fake names pseudo account a pseudo account yes. you get so they think that that which they are doing now i have also seen i have i'm very active in about the walls of about 10 12 people 10 12 people. people some i don't know because i have never met since the president's account was deactivated i have never met the deputy president <laughs> but i like to see what he is writing about Why do I want to see? Not because I'm a politician, but this man is number two in the country. So whatever he says must be very clear on issues of policy. And I want to see what he's doing. Then there are other people I follow, artists uh, like Mwalimu Kingangi. Part time I also like to do comedy and I like <laughs> making fun, you know? So I like also to to listen to him, you know? Uh, Professor Hamu, the Jemutai, Maina Kageni. So those are the people I follow. Uh, then I follow other, a few other politicians. I will not mention them. But then they are, I also follow uh, artists like Samido. I want to see what they now. Fortunately for Samido, I've met him. For Kingangi, I've met him. He may not remember. You know, you know, they, they they are stars. They know many people. But the reason I want to ha- have an encounter with these accounts is because these accounts also attract a lot of traffic, and you can get what is called the vibe. of what is going on by seeing how people even sometimes i don't even comment on what they write but i read i browse through on what people are commenting just to pick so that social networking you see i have a verified account these people are verified others i know them in person for example i know her in person so when she writes and the way i interact with her first for some people i'll be very professional others i know are using pseudo accounts do i have a pseudo account myself yes i do okay <laughs> yes i do a pseudo account for what and because i can still do other things without being uh, identified. identified yes you know when i want to do things chiniamaji and say something chiniamaji i will not say with my verified account so i have used that that network to also become a broadcaster As of ye- as of today I have 47,000 followers. Yeah. I have 4,800 friends. That gives me 52,000 people who I can address directly. Mm-hmm. You see. Yeah. And and you see that is what people don't realize. So at a certain stage you have then stopped being fake. You have to be you. Because in the blogosphere when I was also writing I was not fake. It is me writing and putting my credentials there. So uh, so I would also urge the young people when you follow people please find out why you are following certain people there are also certain journalists I follow in the media and high included okay which 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 accounts will I follow for organizations number one is for this organization uh, Stardrad or the newspapers and digital why because if I know 
you, you have a sifting process even for broadcasting news. So if you people expect me to follow bloggers who are and those sites which have those fancy, uh-uh, those ones I won't. So the main media houses I will follow and very very religiously because those are the ones I want to see. Then I also put them in my priority list, yes. which is about twenty. Yeah. And this is what I would urge people that when you're in the social media, not everything there is is, is for you and. I have realized that 90% of the people, especially the young ones, their accounts are fake. They, they, because when you ask them, they, they, even if you tell them, send me something, they then said using other names. Yeah. Already, I as a forensic auditor begin to have a problem with you. Mm. Okay, my other skill, I begin to have a problem with you because already you want to operate pseudo. What is this that you're hiding? What is this that you're hiding? So I'll, I'll take you back so to just a comment. To, just, to add, uh, yes. just to add before you go to that comment. So you are a young accountant, for example, a young lawyer, or, and you want to grow that, that career. This is now the opportunity to be able to identify and follow the lawyers, the, advi- the accountants, the HR heads that you admire. And you can, I'm sure, most of those guys would verify the accounts. If you approach them, send them a message, you want to understand how to grow your career, what you need to do, what areas of experience you need to focus on, what type of skills, they will be able to help you. Isn't it, Carol? And, and personally, yeah. Caro, I'll be very honest with you. Yeah. The majority of the messages I get say, nitafti a job, ni buy a lunch. That's, those are the... <laughs> those actually, are wrong messages. I mean, but I have a few yes. where somebody writes to me and tells me, like one wrote me in LinkedIn and said that I have listened to you in a show uh, somewhere and I am amazed at you are talking about security, you are talking about investment, you are talking about taxes. He said, you have so much knowledge. I told him, how do you want us to... Then he said he he, want, he needs help. Then I told him, first go to my LinkedIn world, see the things I study. I have never, I have not gone above a master's degree because I don't study vertically. I study horizontally, which again is something I would want to tell the young people to do. That today, if you want a lawyer, I will be okay. If you want a HR person, I'll be okay. If you want an investigator, I will be okay. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this podcast and have learned something new about navigating the complicated world of work. Join us for our next podcast. Workplace Talk Podcast.